0: Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween indeed. It actually lined up this time. I know. Yeah.
0: It doesn't, I mean, you've I mean, only done it one year before, but.
1: I know, I was just about it to say. It's never
0: lined up before.
1: <laughs> it didn't line up with our Friday the 13th one either. I was just like, dang. I know. That's our posting hm. schedule is our burden. It is. Our gift. It's the hardest thing our in our purse. lives right now. Yeah, so <laughs> um, Andrea and I were sitting here blankly wondering what we're afraid of because we're in survival mode to the extent that we forgot why we are.
0: I'm afraid of everything right now.
1: Yeah exactly. I'm Poor afraid of Andy. not
0: making deadlines. Yeah. That's gonna be my big thing.
1: That is gonna be your big thing for the mm-hmm. rest like uh, the next two years of your life. Yes. Approximately Just doesn't that sound fun? Only
0: two years. Three probably. Three. Two and a half
1: more. two and five
0: eighths. it's a three-year program
1: oh gosh yeah so what was your weekly fear you're telling me about the shenanigans that sugar your cat gets up to my
0: (laughs) kitty is too smart now i'm afraid i'm not going to be able to entertain her anymore she just is bored all of the time that sugar
1: she's just got this like internal wisdom that she's just grown
0: yeah, it's weird. She has spontaneously in like the last six months become bored with everything.
1: She finally gained all of the infinity stones. Yep. And now life has no meaning for her. Exactly. Oh. I
0: don't know what that means, but yes.
1: That's you exactly were in that it. movie theater with me when I saw- didn't understand <laughs> any of it. <laughs> that's fair, actually. I kind of feel that way about the Marvel franchise in general. For people listening, that was definitely a reference to Infinity War, which I also didn't
0: understand. Yeah.
1: But I knew that there was a purple man getting rocks.
0: I don't even remember that.
1: There's a big purple man, and he got some rocks. I'm
0: sure that was probably the main thing that was happening.
1: That was exactly the main thing that was occurring in that I movie. I
0: was so bored in that
1: movie. <laughs> I I mean, it's it's kind of like one of those things where you have to have watched, like, all of the different ones. Like, mm-hmm. all of the Iron Mans, all of the Captain uh, Americas, like, all of them. And yeah. I, I was just like, I don't know who some of these people are, like, Scarlet Witch or whatever. I was like, yeah. who? Who's the Scottish what movie guy? What
0: is that even in?
1: Right? I don't know. I have no idea. I
0: don't
1: get it. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no. That one I, I definitely missed. I, I don't know. I'd have to Google that pretty hard. And I'm not going to. Because that's too much money and time to sink into something that should just be accessible to everyone. Exactly. I miss Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies, you know, the ones with Tobey Maguire.
0: Ugh, no, I hate those.
1: No, but the movies themselves were so fun, because they were accessible to everyone. Okay, I was like a child when I watched them, and I, so, you know, I have an excuse. But... I suppose. I know, I know that people don't think, like, Tobey Maguire is, like, the best Spider-Man or whatever, but... The stories and everything, how they handled it was actually kind of fun. Whereas now superhero movies I are just like grim bummer. dark. Well
0: Toby Maguire was depressing and sad the whole time.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing he though. He never
0: got cool, even as Spider Man. I don't
1: ridiculous. know. He had his moments. No, he, he had didn't. his moments. No moments. But I mean the thi- <laughs> there were moments. No. Look, he's a beautiful man. And I love him. He's I'll, not. I will defend Toby McGuire to my dying Andrew day. Andrew
0: Garfield was better. And he,
1: he did Potter. a good job. Yeah, and that, those movies weren't actually bad either. I feel like, and the new ones, you know, I just feel like they interpreted them weirdly. Like yeah, it's not I that the seen characters the new are bad. Ones, I only
0: like the Andrew Garfield one, and then he was never Spider Man again. So
1: yeah, after like the second Sony movie for that, he was like just ditched.
0: There were two movies with him.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: I think th- I thought there was only one.
1: I'm, I could not confirm that no matter w- how. Yeah,
0: I think there's only one, and he was, like, thrown out after or something.
1: Yeah, and it was weird because he was good. But, um, yeah, no, I just think, like, the way they interpreted the story and the Sam Raimi ones were good. Like, it was just, like, actually lighthearted. Every superhero movie no. now is so grim. Like, they do stupid. it all in grays.
0: I like Doctor Strange.
1: Well, it's supposed to be silly, though. That's the thing. And yeah. Doctor Strange had uh, lighthearted ones, too. Like, had a had a good energy to it
0: yeah
1: but now i'm what i'm talking about mainly is like okay think of like Zack snyder films like the dc ones you know how everything is really intensely dark like every they never have a smiling moment it's like well speaking speaking of dc and i mean we were speaking of marvel but we've moved on people move (laughs) on with us keep up um we are excited for halloween we are. And Andrea's going to be Harley Quinn.
0: We're doing stuff.
1: I made I'm a cat Harley woman. Quinn.
0: Uh, what are you afraid of?
1: I'm afraid of, um, okay, this was already right. My fear was being cold on Halloween because of our skimpy costumes. Mm-hmm. But I'm extra afraid of that now because last night it was like minus 10,000 million degrees Celsius
0: approximately. I know. And it's supposed to snow tomorrow.
1: I know, I know, right? Today is like uh, the one warm day, and tomorrow's just going to be brutal, and we're not going to be able to wear giant warm. coats. It's not that warm. No, like, it, it's still chill outside, yeah, but like, yeah, it's going to be brutal here. Um, Luckily, where we're going to party on the weekend is- Indoors. And not that far. Yeah. Because we'll be walking looking like we're, we're fucking just popsicle oh people. I'm not yeah.
0: excited for the walk.
1: No, me neither. <sighs> not in those pants, you're not.
0: No. <laughs> At least it's not a skirt. Mine is. I'm. I know. I'm
1: fucking screwed. I'm gonna die. Well, mine's not. My fear is also <laughs> that when we post selfies, I won't get enough compliments. So oh, everyone needs to give me many because fishing. I need validation.
0: Runs fishing.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it really fishing though? If you blatantly say, "Just give me compliments, please." Yes. Like I'm not even like fishing it's just here. Fishing
0: with dynamite. Yeah,
1: I'm just like, no. I want this <laughs> fucking fish. Give me the fish. I'm not even hinting not at any it. Not gonna
0: be subtle about it. No, it's I'm gonna not gonna be blow subtle. it up.
1: Yeah exactly i'm not gonna be subtle like everyone check out our instagram posts and give andrea and i compliments and don't okay. lie you want them to andrea i can see I it suppose. in your eyes <laughs> there's a glimmer in her eyes where she's like of course not but it's totally that's such of bullshit i
0: don't it's ridiculous <laughs> instagram compliments
1: she's trying to uh, reverse psychology everyone into doing it and
0: <laughs> i would hate it if you commented on our photos
1: and saw how beautiful we are, yes, Hate. it would that would be a shame the
0: worst thing ever
1: a tragedy, really, <laughs> so for today, we have some Halloween goodness for you, yes, yeah, so Andrea, oh, yeah, you gonna... did um Andrea did some Halloween lore. We I actually switched it up a bit this time.
0: we did. Yeah. I said I was going to do Halloween lore in one of our episodes,
1: so you promised the lore and you brought the lore.
0: I did. Tell me the lore. I got all of this from Bustle.com. Thank you.
1: Okay, we got to stop doing that, though. Someone's going to be like, uh, that's not fair use.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No other podcasts do it, so.
1: Okay. (laughs) We're just going to throw the other podcasts under the bus.
0: So here we go. So these these are like superstitions and lore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically, there's supernatural energy and fortune tellers. Yeah. So the Celtic tradition um, on Halloween was that Halloween was a day when the line between the living and the dead blurred. Right. And Celtic priests known as druids were able to communicate with the spirit world and bring fortunes for the coming year.
1: The world. 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 I
0: don't know what I was trying to say there.
1: Fortunes in the world. In the world. The fortune might be you being Not able to the pronounce world, things.
0: The world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Um. Yeah. So they wanted to bring fortunes for the coming year. And this was... An important source of comfort and direction for people in the through the long dark winter.
1: It is for me too. Me too. We need to get ourselves a fortune teller. So <laughs> <laughs> You're just deeply considering that. You're like, actually, yes.
0: Yeah. Um so they would have sacred bonfires. Uh the druids would hold them. And people would burn crops and animals as sacrifices.
1: The druids knew how to party. Which is sad. Yeah.
0: And The druids would wear costumes of animal heads and skins, and people would try to tell each other's fortunes. Okay. So that's one thing.
1: You need to be dressed as an animal to tell a fortune? Yes. Okay. I mean, this fortune just would not be as good if a a man wearing a cat wasn't telling it to me. Exactly. Okay.
0: There are rules, right? There
1: there are rules (laughs) that make perfect sense. That's okay. Uh,
0: I mean, all right. So this is how jack-o'-lanterns came to be. Ooh. This is based in Ireland. Hey, it's us. Yeah. Sort of. And it started with turnips. Doesn't everything. pumpkins. (laughs) Doesn't everything. A man named, I don't know if it's Stingy Jack or Stingy Jack.
1: (laughs) Stingy Jack sounds about right. He
0: trapped the devil and said he would only let him go if the devil promised that he wouldn't go to hell. Hmm. But Jack didn't think about this very thoroughly because he wouldn't go to hell, but it also didn't mean that he'd go to heaven. Yeah. He ended up in purgatory. Oh. And he's condemned to roam the earth as a ghost for eternity. Um, the devil gifted him with a lump of burning coal. So Jack carries a carved out tunip, turnip tu- tunip. Tunip. <laughs> <laughs> carved out turnip, carved-out to light his way. Uh, so locals carved scary faces into their own gourds to scare off evil spirits such as Jack of the Lantern.
1: Well, I mean, he doesn't seem to be all that bad.
0: I know. he. D- I don't know.
1: They're like, we got to scare Jack much. away. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Like, he just
0: walks around with a burning lump of coal.
1: And a turnip.
0: And a turnip. <laughs> it <laughs> does
1: kind of <laughs> screw him over in terms of being intimidating. <laughs> all right.
0: Okay, so bats bring ghosts. What? That's right. If Thanks a bat bats. is spotted flying around a house three times, it means someone in the house will die soon.
1: Oh, bad.
0: And there's another myth. If a bat flies into your house on Halloween, it's a sign that your house is haunted because the ghosts let the bat in. What? So it's a weird derivative uh, superstition.
1: I like that. This is definitely <laughs> someone's kid accidentally let a bat in, like the 1700s. was like, uh, a ghost did it. It wasn't me, mom. Yeah.
0: And then they're like, oh my God, really? And just and the made kid's this like, whole yep, thing.
1: Totally. Yep. That's how it happened, mom.
0: So spiders symbolize spirits.
1: And also spiders.
0: Spiders are awful. Oh. Um, one superstition is that if a spider falls into a candlelit lamp and is consumed by the flame, there are witches nearby.
1: Oh, well. That's obvious. So. I'm around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another is if you spot a spider on Halloween, it means the spirit of a deceased loved one is watching over you.
1: Ah. Oh. That's kind of cool. I actually see weird spiders every Halloween. That's the only time that I see like these really unique ones outside.
0: Really? I don't yeah. know if I've seen one on Halloween cuz it's always freaking snowing.
1: I always see one. I always see a really oh, weird one on like a fence or something. I just
0: saw a spider. Yeah. On it's like downstairs in the corner by the elevator. Oh no. Also, your elevator sounds like a baby crying.
1: I know. Our elevator is absolutely haunted, and we have spider ghost watchers.
0: Yeah, that's creepy. Okay. As as they're called. So, the last one Halloween husband hunting.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds good.
0: Back when marrying women off was a top priority, They were expected to move things along uh, in strange traditions to get a husband. Hmm. So in Scotland, fortune tellers said that the girl had to name a hazelnut for each suitor and then they had to toss it into the fireplace and the nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding was going to be their future husband.
1: Like the most ideal nut husband?
0: Yeah, they had to choose that one.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, that sucks.
0: And then eating... A sugary bedtime snack from nuts would increase the chance of dreaming about their husband or throwing an apple peel over their shoulder to land in a way that forms the initials of the future husband what's Hmm. done.
1: Man, they, like, can't you just go with the guy you like the most?
0: I know. Oh, and there was, like, this other thing where women who were, like, single, they, there were lots of, like, stray cats because people were, I don't know, didn't like cats or something. There were a lot of straight <laughs> black cats, and these women, like single women, would take care of them. So then they started yeah. thinking that these women were witches.
1: Of course, who else? And could that they love were turning
0: into black cats. What? And yeah. Anyway, that's
1: Andrea's secret: is that she actually is sugar.
0: Yeah, yeah. She
1: just doesn't remember.
0: I just talk about how cute I am all the time. I could see that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then they would also look at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water and then stand in front of mirrors in darkened rooms holding candles and look over their shoulders for their husband's face.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay, I don't know
0: about the egg yolk. I don't know if that went together.
1: I was about to say. I just say, realized
0: I'm not sure I finished the egg yolks.
1: Thing. I was, wow. I mean, like, maybe that. Maybe that's <laughs> the way to, like, summon his image <laughs> is he just really likes eggs this like a gaston thing i should
0: have read more carefully
1: yeah you should have fine but i mean if i looked over my shoulder in a dark room in front of right? a mirror and I saw a man behind, behind me shit. yeah i'm not marrying the man that appears behind me it's no, probably a fucking burglary killing him yeah it's a it's a ghost or a burglar like you're <laughs> gonna, gonna bash die him over
0: the head with a lamp or something
1: with your bowl of egg yolks yeah you want eggs I'll give
0: you that's what it's for yeah that's
1: what it's for instead (laughs) of marrying the man these women were just like oh thank goodness if he appears I can get rid of him so that's one less hazelnut I gotta pour into the fire tomorrow yeah
0: so spinsters which would were women in their late 20s
1: oh yeah ancient
0: who were surrounded by cats (laughs) um were witches the end.
1: That makes sense. I love how age was looked at so differently then <laughs> because people died at like the age of 50. I know. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's 29 year old woman. I'm an with old the crone
0: at this point.
1: Yeah, you'd be a crone because you're yeah. in your 30s, but it's like, dude, I don't really? know, man. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to marry a 15 year old. That's, that's not right for the picking I in, know. My parent, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Creepy. Well, Hmm.
0: I want to hear your thing.
1: The 1700 had issues is what we've decided. It's
0: true. Story time!
1: Okay, so <laughs> I have a story that I wrote quickly. Okay. But it's actually pretty good, I think. You know what? I'll let you guys decide. All right, so this is a short horror story, and it's called Who? With okay. a question mark. But you can say it as Who if you want.
0: It's a good, strong title.
1: Yeah, so it's Who. All right, so you've never really known who you are Aside from a generalized collection of likes and dislikes, you're uncertain what your intrinsic personality is. For instance, you like video games, dislike extremely spicy food, like owning your own car, cheap and rickety as it is. But if someone were to ask you, what's one of your deepest secrets? You'd be at a genuine loss. You'd shrug, probably. Which is essentially what you did when your parents insisted upon medical school post-graduation. You simply shrugged and agreed to apply. Because why not? They had the money for it. There were no other plans dotting your personal horizon. Might as well do what they want, get along with them. You do get along well enough with others. A couple tempestuous relationships throughout high school aside, and, you tell yourself, The hitches you'd experienced with those exceptionally casual partners were all mainly due to their emotional outbursts. You've always been fairly level and rational, aloof at the very worst. In any case, you're not dating anyone in med school. It's too frenetic a place, and you don't need the additional stress. That's the reason you consistently provide to yourself and others. Who has time for human connection when you're poring over academic texts and cold cadavers? However, tonight is Halloween, you'd feel just a little bit too pathetic, spending it completely alone with your headset on, while your older colleagues take their small children out trick-or-treating, spending quality time with their family members, or while your younger colleagues neglect their studies, for just a few hours, to indulge in a cornucopia of Halloween parties. You were invited to the latter, and so here you are, attending a party Quite a large one too, which you're somewhat grateful for. It's even easier to blend in when there's a crowd, and it isn't as though you haven't at least made some acquaintances at school. In fact, a small group of them are sitting nearby, in a messy circle near the fireplace. Most of the ones you immediately recognize are fellow twenty-somethings, currently drunk on pumpkin spice beer, you figure, as their collectively noxious breath wafts your way. One of the girls is calling you over, patting the lopsided and stained throw pillow beside her. You take your spot in the drunken gathering. You've had a few drinks yourself, feel slightly more than tipsy, and hey, your breath can't be much better than theirs. How do you like the party? The girl who called you over asks. She's pretty, with silky dark skin, and bright, clever eyes. You see her in seminars all the time, have even tackled a group project with her. You really should remember her name, but you don't. It's okay, loud, you respond. She nods, laughs, the sound is awkward. You feel like you're in high school again. This is weird, vulnerable. A guy in the circle turns to you, interrupting whatever the girl is about to say next. Hey, you're short. He delivers this line like it's a revelation or something you've never, ever considered in your life. So you nod, smiling condescendingly at him. Yep, sure am. His following question doesn't really surprise you, even though it's apparently a shared request from everyone else sitting in the little drunk clump. The guy, you also don't remember his name, asks if you'll go grab some free candy for them. They're asking you to trick-or-treat. You are 25 years old. My girlfriend gets low blood sugar when she drinks. He gestures downward at the girl resting her head in his lap. She nods, slurring. Plus, it'll be funny. I want to know if you can pull it off. It'll make me feel better about getting old, if that makes sense. She has to be all of 24, but you don't verbalize the thought. Instead, you tell her that it makes a little bit of sense, sure, and you'd like to get some air regardless. Another girl in the circle takes off her devil's mask and passes it your way. Thanks for doing this. Just go to a few houses. Even getting some of that stale double bubble gum would be nice. You nod. The pretty girl beside you helps you fasten the mask. She smiles. ''Yeah, it covers enough of your face for this. Just try to sound cute and innocent when they open their doors. See you in, what, ten minutes?'' ''Yeah, it shouldn't take longer than that. I'll just go up and down the block,'' you reply, standing as you do, relieved to not be sitting on the stained throw pillow any longer. The group waves as you leave. You wave back. It makes sense for them to ask you. Short and with a mask covering most of your face? Yeah, you won't get any trouble. Besides, it's late, there are no convenience stores nearby, only your campus, and the endless stretch of suburban wealth surrounding it. Anyone who opens their door will be too tired to argue with you. As you hit up the nearest houses, that theory is confirmed. No one notices your age beneath the mask. Or, if they do, they truly do not care. Your backpack gains a small but sufficient collection of candy after a mere five minutes of trick-or-treating, and the cold night air is soothing in your chest. You hit up one more place on your way back to the party. It's a fancy townhouse at the end of a strip of identically fancy townhouses. A woman opens the door. She's likely middle-aged, has highlights in her dark blonde hair. She's no one you'd usually notice, and so you don't. Not particularly. She apologizes for not having much candy left, however, and tosses something heavier into your bag alongside two paltry gumballs. She apologizes again as you leave, but you smile and wave her off. It's fine you say, and thank her. Returning to the party is like being swallowed by a physical version of that smell you always notice in bars that haven't been steam cleaned in decades. Beer, sweat, pizza grease, you feel sick. This can't be good for your skin. Hey, you're back! The guy waves you over this time. His girlfriend is now fully asleep. Her mouth is open, and you can tell she's snoring, but the ever-throbbing music here obscures it. You carefully take all the candy out of your backpack, placing it in the middle of the circle of students like a bizarre offering. They all give you a little cheer, but you're passing out. You decide to grab a nightcap and crash in one of the rooms upstairs. Your acquaintances hug you, as though you're more to each other than strangers. It's awkward, but you're kind of happy for it. As you wander upstairs where the noises and smells are less aggressive, you realize there's still that heavy object in your backpack rolling around slightly. You dart into the empty washroom, set your bag down on the rich wooden floor, and retrieve the mystery object for examination. It's a jar of face cream. Huh. Initially, you have no intention of using it, but as you study the packaging further, it becomes clear that there's no way this jar was tampered with. It's covered in plastic with an entirely undisturbed perforation along the top, meant to tear for easy access. Well, you may not recall her appearance in precise detail, but didn't the woman who'd given this to you sort of seem like an Avon lady? Yeah, she definitely looked like she could've been an Avon lady. The cream isn't Avon, though, or L'Oreal, or anything like that, but it might as well be. It looks like any other packaged face cream you'd spot among the aisles of an average drugstore. And your skin does feel gross. The inside of that devil's mask had been kind of sweaty. You take a moment to stare at your face in the mirror, It's fine. Your eyes are okay. Your nose is okay. Your eyebrows are okay. Lips, jawline, all okay. Nothing special. Nothing illuminating. You can't pinpoint what emotion you're feeling even as you stare into that face clearly reflected in the glass. The jar of cream opens easily enough once you've torn past all its industry packaging. After splashing your heated face with water from the expensive modern sink and using a towel to dab it dry, you begin to apply the cream. Even on your fingers, it feels smooth and cool. When you apply it to your face, following the very standard directions printed on its container, that wonderful cooling sensation intensifies, and a sweet oceanic smell erases any traces of grime. You feel refreshed. You feel new. Gazing at yourself in the mirror once more, you see a bit of life sparkling in those okay eyes of yours. Additionally, your skin is so soft now, so smooth looking. Your cheeks are rosy, but there's no more of that uncomfortable heat from drinking. You smile. There's something in it that you've never seen before. Not just a sense of likes and dislikes, but of easy secrets, of charm, of traits you've never before noticed in yourself. You spend some time at the mirror, just admiring this person you see. This concept of hidden depths. Enough time passes that you do eventually realize you're just too physically exhausted to remain awake. Besides, there's been occasional knocking at the bathroom door, and you should get out before someone finally riots. Being sure to grab the face cream and stash it carefully in your backpack, you exit the bathroom. There's an empty guest cot, set up in a little nook at the very end of the hall. You claim it as yours and fall into a comforting sleep, cradled by lingering tingles running across your face from the cream. So gentle, like a massage. Your dreams are sweet. But only a few hours later, you wake up, because you can't breathe. Everything is lightless, suffocating, and you briefly wonder if someone pulled an especially nasty Halloween prank on you and buried you alive. That's what this feels like. Being buried alive. Except it can't be that because you're able to stagger off the cot to your feet. You're not trapped inside a coffin. You're trapped inside your own face. Or, rather, what should be a face. Panicked, your fingers scramble upward toward your mouth, but there's nothing there. Your eyes and nose are gone too. There's only a too-smooth expanse of nameless skin there now. Your hands probe the skin desperately, searching for the shape of lips. Maybe they're just buried under this layer of flesh and you can slice a hole in the skin between them. But no. There are no lips, there is nothing. Your fingertips feel only that same squishy wad of flawless tissue, no matter how frantically you poke and claw. It's not that your face has been covered in skin like some sort of shroud. It's that you simply have no face, no features whatsoever, and you still can't breathe. You feel your way down the hallway, crawling, terror and disbelief increasing with every skid of your twitching, airless, sightless body. Your lungs ache. There's only one option you can think of through your stunned haze. You know how to do this procedure. It's easy enough. You rationalize as you loudly rummage through each and every drawer your hands manage to locate in that persistent dark. Finally, your fingers wrap around an implement that will work. It's cylindrical, and you're not sure what it even is? Some sort of reusable metal straw or a barbecue-related tool? You don't know, but it'll create a hole, and that's all you need right now. Practicing on a cadaver will simply never compare to experiencing this yourself. You find the right spot on your throat. Panic guides your movements now, which is lucky, or you'd never be able to do this at all. Swiftly, shakily, you drive the metal cylinder into your own neck. Blood bubbles gurgle sickly up through the hollow tube. But, miraculously, you're alive. Air rattles through the tube into your body. Your lungs heave, meaty, surreal, but functioning. It occurs to you, as you lay on the kitchen floor of a home that isn't yours, a massive house filled with fellow students currently sleeping off all the booze, that you're no one. The facial features which merely seemed okay to you over the course of your life are now something you'd kill to regain. You could have developed your personality more too, made connections with other people. You still can, but now it won't make much difference you'll always be seen as what you've been the whole time in a way, faceless. And as your blood becomes sticky and dank, pooled in the dip of your collarbone, you realize that all the other students will be waking up soon. And when they do, your friends, well, acquaintances, really, will wake up and they'll all see you together. They'll see the faceless, voiceless you. And only they will be able to scream.
0: That is a crazy story.
1: (laughs) There we go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What is it, like, based off of?
1: Basically, I had a concept of, like, people who don't really solidly have an identity. Mm -hmm. I think, like, identity loss in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just went with that theme and I was like, well, this would do it. I I like it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good.
0: You should get it published in, like, a short story thing.
1: Oh, I'm I'm glad it's decent enough for that. Yeah. I will try. Yeah. That one
0: in the cat the cat murdering one.
1: Oh yeah, last year I yeah. This is like my <laughs> Halloween tradition is to read a short story. Was it to last guys. Halloween? It was. It was. Wasn't it? it was for last oh Halloween God. episode. Yeah, and it was something that I had written like a decade earlier. And yeah, there is a cat death in it. Yeah. And Andrea it has not so forgotten. Yeah. No,
0: I can't forget
1: that. <laughs> I know. I know. This time I wanted to include more horrific things, but I I didn't. I don't know. So it's really just a bunch. Yeah. Next year, maybe more cat death.
0: I like the (laughs) Halloween tradition. I need to come up with a tradition for me for Halloween. Yeah. But maybe I don't. Maybe I'm good. I don't know. (laughs) You're like,
1: I'm perfect the way I am. I am perfect the way I am. With a face. With my face.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Are you excited that Halloween is a happening to you right now? A happening. A happening. A, happening. a
0: Halloween. <laughs> well, your
1: lore was Irish. And honestly, I don't know if a happening is Irish sounding. You know what? It sounds old. I, I can do it. it. It's, it's fine. fine.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm allowed.
0: So email us at two scared siblings at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. Tell us about your Halloween. Your Halloween stories, past, present, future. Send us be- your future Halloween pictures. Ab- yeah.
0: <laughs> we won't post them. Just send them.
1: Yeah, we just want to see your exciting life.
0: Yeah. Um and your costumes.
1: Yeah. If I'm you want to send kinda into this. costumes. Oh, I'm so into costumes. <laughs> yeah, and we'll send you ours back, whether you like it or not.
0: And we just posted a Patreon episode yesterday. Yeah. So if you want to be a five dollar donor, you can go to patreon.com slash two scared siblings and you'll be able to listen to bonus episodes.
1: Yeah, and for $1, you get a special shout-out, your name, in the credits. For $5, you get all that and the bonus episodes. And each of you, for the $1, you can get us to say something weird or humiliating. Mm-hmm. And for the $5, you also get that, but more. We yes. will say at least three things that yeah, are something. weird, humiliating, And you get bonus loving. episodes, so. Yeah, you get a lot. You get so much. We just give and give and give, We just don't give and we? Give. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> and you just take and take.
1: All right, so we're going to give you a Halloween kiss, which is the same as our other kisses. It is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sleep well and happy Halloween.